So, in this moment, could you drop everything and just notice what is? There's this really great quote that I recently read. Now, I don't remember it exactly. It's by Hale Dworskin. And the quote goes something like, Most of the time, we are focused on what isn't, what has been, what might be, and we ignore what is. I found that really powerful. We spend so much time in imagination and in memory, completely ignoring what is here right now. Why do we do this? Maybe we think it'll bring us to what is here right now, to the peace, to the happiness. Or maybe not, maybe we just enjoy being entertained. Whatever it is, why not in this moment simply drop into what's right here and right now? So just notice what is. So here's something quite curious and fascinating. You might notice that as you drop into what is here now, the mind will come in and start labeling everything. This is what this is, and this is what this is, and this is what's happening, and this is who I am, and this is what's happening, and this is who that person is, and that... Woo! <laughs> starts creating a storyline about everything. Okay, so that's the nature of the mind. Cool. And usually what we do is we get so engaged in it that we don't really notice it. We don't... It's sort of like being so... St- sucked into and drawn into a movie that you forget it's a movie and you believe it believe yourself to be the movie so let's just take a step into what is right here right now or let's just drop into what is here right now or could you drop into what is here right now and start to just just watch or Take note of or notice what is and what is arising in what is. So the mind comes in and starts labeling things. Why is this a useful observation? This is useful to observe because we start to see what's clouding our peace and our experience of just stillness and silence is this drama that's going on and we're so drawn in it, we're so focused, we're so focused on this drama that we totally lose track of what's behind it all, which is that peace and that stillness and that silence. That's always there, it's there right now. If you just even ask a question like, could I just pause and notice what is, you'll straight away immediately start to notice what is in the background a lot more. You may have noticed that already. 
And that's really cool, isn't it? Notice that that's something that's available to us at all times is to just stop and just notice what is what is here right now. So there's some helpful observations. The mind labels things. It gives story. It gives meaning to things. But what were to happen if we didn't buy into any of that? So let the mind say whatever it says. Let the thoughts, in other words, let the thoughts be there as thoughts without believing them to be some sort of reflection of reality. Why why not try that? Or what would happen if we tried that, if we gave that a shot? So just noticing the thoughts as thoughts and then looking beyond them, beneath them, through them. For example, if you're in a room or somewhere or not driving, on a bus, on a train, if you just notice what is here right now, Can you get a sense that what's actually here is beyond any names or words you give it? Could you allow yourself to sense that there is this silence, this silent substratum upon which the wordplay comes in and gives everything a name and a storyline? Can you notice that before that, there's just a silence and there's just this awareness? There's just this pure purity. It's a purity of being without names, without labels. Because normally what happens is the mind labels everything with a past memory. And what we really see or what the mind sees or what we see or the perception with which we perceive is usually through memory. We see, you know, you see a person that maybe you're going to see a friend or maybe you'll see a friend this weekend. When you see this friend, what do you see? Do you really see them as they are? Of course you don't. You see them as your memory of them. I mean, if you had no memory of them, how would you see them? Completely differently. (laughs) Completely differently. Everyone in your family, your your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your grandpa, your that person that you really don't like, aren't they all just a memory? When you see them, do you really see them? Do you really see that? Do you see the life? Do you see the aliveness? Their essence? Or do you see a memory? A projection of what you believe them to be or of what you have bought into them being. Maybe you've bought into this person is someone who I should hate. This person is someone that I should love. This person is someone that is nice to me. This person is someone that's mean to me. Well, what if they're not even a person at all? What if it just appears that way? What if you're not a person? What if I'm not a person? What if there are no people? What if it just seems that way? 
What if we're no different to trees? With the only difference being, you know, trees don't have the emotional complex and the brain and they don't talk, at least in words. So what if we're just like trees, but we just, all these bodies walking around just have mouths that speak words and have traits and characteristics and things that they've identified with and things that they like and things that they, that those bodies don't like. Just as some trees have green leaves, some trees have white leaves. I've seen some white-leaved trees, pretty cool. Grey leaves. Some trees are tall, some trees are short. Some trees are in the desert, and some trees are in rainforest. And what if the only difference is the one that we have made up in our own mind and projected out into the world we see? What if there actually is absolutely no difference? What if it's all just life or aliveness or awareness expressing itself in a particular form? So it's fun to explore these things. I find it's quite fun. You might find it's quite fun too. It has a big impact in our lives because our our whole experience of life is usually just a memory, just a thought. We're so... I mean, how much of our lives is built around running from a feeling and running towards another feeling, moving from one ideal version of ourselves to another ideal version of who we believe ourselves to be. And what if it turns out that all of this, none of this actually, none of it is is real. It's all just made up. <laughs> Wouldn't that be a worthy discovery to make? Now maybe that's making sense, maybe it's making no sense, and that's fine either way, it doesn't really matter. But maybe you can get a sense that there's maybe, maybe just maybe there's more to life than what appears to be. And I guess that's the important part, however you take it, is that we're so, we spend so much of our attention and so much of our energy focusing on changing things changing feelings, changing thoughts, changing others, changing ourselves, trying to control things, trying to make things go one way and not the other way and holding our breath if they do go that way. (laughs) We spend so much energy doing that that we don't give time and attention or energy. We don't give energy to exploring the possibility that this whole game that we're trying to change or this whole appearance that we're trying to change and manipulate isn't even real 
It's just an appearance. Wouldn't that be ironic? <laughs> Wouldn't that be quite funny if it turned out that were true? That everything that we are trying to change and fix and manipulate and control is just our own imagination and it doesn't actually exist. That's not to say it doesn't seem to exist, it certainly does, it seems to be there. At the same time, we don't have to buy in to how things seem. We don't have to believe appearances. It's, it's not forced. There's no one to our gun to, to, there's no gun to our temple saying, believe this or die. Actually, it's a choice. We can believe happily that the appearances of life or we can question them and look deeper. Now, for me, I'm aware that probably something that will come to mind is how do I look deeper? And, well, that's a interesting question. One way to look deeper is to just examine the basis of questions. For example, there's the question, how do I look deeper? And again, what we do is we believe that question. We believe it. We buy into it. We say, this is me asking this question. Okay, how do I look deeper? Okay, let's solve this riddle. But what if, just what if, there is no one to look and nothing to ask? And a way to explore this for yourself is, right now, when there's any question, what's at the heart and the core of the question? If you look at any question, at the heart of it is me. If you ask, who is asking this, right? You could always ask. If there's any question, you can ask, who is asking it? Who's interested? And you'll come up with me. I'm interested. I'm interested in asking this. I'm interested in the answer. Okay. And what we do is automatically, habitually, as we're trained to, we believe. We believe, yeah, okay, yep. I'm asking this question. Yep, that's me. I believe this. Yep, this is me. And we don't look deeper. We believe the appearance. So what if it's just appearing like there's a person asking a question? What if there actually isn't a person? So in this moment, can you actually find someone who is asking some question? Maybe it's that question. How do I look? Maybe it's another question. Can you actually find the one who is asking? Okay, and what might happen, what you might notice is that the mind, or there will be a thought that arises and says, yeah, this is me, and it'll point to the body. Okay, but can you notice how there's someone pointing, or there's something, <laughs> there's something that's looking at the body, there's something aware of the body, and that awareness is itself, is that the body? Is the awareness aware of the body? Is that contained by the body? Or does it contain the body? 
So notice how what we usually do is we contain awareness into a body and we say this is I'm this body. But if we just take a little time, it can even be a second, a single moment like this one, right here and right now, to just pay attention, we start to notice that, hang on a second, is awareness actually contained in a body? Is awareness contained anywhere by anything? So a fun question or a fun little thing is to ask, well, am I that or am I that which is aware? And by the way, these questions are based on the or inspired by the Sedona method. And I just recently partook in a workshop retreat. So that's where these things are coming from. Feel free to look that up, the Sedona method. Uh, if you just pause in this moment, could you just notice that there is an awareness present? If there's confusion, if there's doubts, if there are thoughts, regardless of the thoughts, just notice that there is an awareness that encompasses that confusion, that encompasses those doubts, those thoughts. And could you just let yourself merge into or be one with that awareness that you are? Because it's not separate to you. <laughs> That's just an arbitrary thought. It's just make-believe. Is it really separate to you? Can you find where awareness begins and you... Where awareness ends, sorry, and you begin? <laughs> or is it just a sort of mergingness of awareness? Now, by the way, some of these questions may make absolutely no sense right now, and that's all right. Some questions make sense to some people and some don't. That's fine. But the hope is that they're pointing to something that you can sense within yourself. And that's what's important, rather than the questions themselves. Forget the questions. They can be helpful. But just notice what they're pointing to, or sense, or intuit this within yourself that you already know that there's something greater than the body that's aware of the body. That seems to be quite an obvious one, <laughs> that there's something greater than the body aware of the body. Inclusive of the body, but beyond the body itself. And what's really, really helpful and really, really highly encouraged is to not believe any of this nothing not a word of it check it out for yourself and see for yourself just sense this for yourself look for yourself check it out for yourself look at your direct experience don't think about it because thought about thought is just thought <laughs> so instead of thinking which is to be understandable and to be uh, fair is a way that we are trained, we're taught, we're habitually reminded all around us to think. So at least for now, just sense instead 
through your direct experience, silently, that there is this awareness present, and that this awareness encompasses everything. It allows everything, every problem in your life, every feeling, everything that seems to be, is encompassed in awareness, by awareness, as awareness. So what's really cool and what was really helpful for me in this retreat was to cut through the appearances and to go directly to awareness, as awareness. <laughs> uh, the reason that's really helpful because all the seeming problems in our life start to dissolve and melt of their own when we recognize that we are not those problems, we are not the one having a problem because there is no one having a problem because we are awareness. And awareness doesn't have a problem, does it? Check right now to see. Does awareness have any problems about anything or is it just aware? And then, you know, feelings may arise. But does awareness want to change any feelings? Does awareness want to do anything with any feeling? Or is awareness just aware? And then the thoughts come up and they arise. But does awareness want to do anything with any thought? Change any thought? Fix? Control? Or is it just aware? So seeing through appearances and being awareness, resting as awareness, it, they're really the same thing. Can't have one without the other. Because there is no other. And they're the same thing. Honestly, I have no idea if any of this is making sense right now <laughs> as I'm recording. I have no idea. I hope it is. I hope you're enjoying it. And I hope you sense something from it. And look, maybe what you sense, it's not something that can be worded. Maybe it's just something that is felt. It's a felt sense. A felt sense. I like that way of describing it. Maybe it's just silent and nonverbal. Because what you might find is, as you start to look at what's here right now, rather than looking into memory and imagination, you may start to see an experience for yourself that you can't really put a name to it, can't really say anything about it. <laughs> you can only be it. As you ask what's here right now, let's do it right now. Let's just do it right now. So in this moment, could you just allow yourself to notice that awareness is present? And are you, aren't you that awareness? Whatever's arising, whatever feeling, whatever story, whatever seeming problem, whatever appearance, are you that or are you that which is aware? And now just look. Check to see, can you actually locate awareness? Can you find it in a particular point? 
Check to see right now. Where is it wet? If there's a problem or if there's a memory that you don't like, a thought, just check to see where is that thought? Okay, you might say here, it's here. Okay, who's saying that? If you answer honestly, you might say me. Or you might say nothing. But if you say me, can you actually find the me that has the thought? Can you actually find the me that has the problem? Can you actually find the me that has this feeling? Right now, if you look through a direct experience, not through thoughts, but through a direct experience, can you actually find a me with a problem? Actually, just check and look. Just check to see. I mean, this is such a big assumption we make that there is this me with a problem. So let's have a look. Is there a me? Can we find it? What you might notice is as you actually start to look for awareness or you start to look for this me that we claim that something claims the thoughts claim yes this is me me is real me is right here well as you actually check that out and you say okay that's a thought that's cool all right well let's check it out let's check and see is there a me can i find a me am i me or am i that which is aware as you start to ask these questions and actually check through a direct experience right now notice that that's something that happened something that spontaneously is available to you so effortlessly so gracefully so easily to just check and see for yourself it's something you can do at any moment what you might notice is that you don't really find anything if you look, you don't find anything. If you look for awareness, or if you look and you say, okay, stop. What's here right now? So in this moment, stop. Or pause. Allow yourself to take a break. <laughs> Allow yourself to take a break from all the, the usual thinking and the usual patterns and the usual thingy-majiggies. Just allow yourself to have a little break. Have a Kit Kat, have a break, you know. By the way, this is not sponsored by Kit Kat. Anyway, if you allow yourself to have a little break right now and just notice what is here right now and look through appearances, look through labels and recognize that silent substratum. To even call it a silent substratum is not accurate. Because notice how it's like, you can't, you just can't say anything about it. <laughs> you might try, but the mind just is, is dumbfounded. It stops. It can't, it's like, ah, <laughs> nothing can be said about it. So there's nothing that can be said about what you really are. You can only be it. There's nothing you can say about awareness. You can only be awareness. Awareness. You can only be it. And explore this for yourself. See this for yourself. Let your own intuition and sense of things guide you. And don't be satisfied by any thought that comes up. Because if it's a thought, it's not it. 
Look through the thought. Beyond the thought. You can welcome the thought. And at the same time, you can also look through it. You can welcome the feeling, and at the same time, you can also look through it. You can welcome how things appear to be. Allow them to appear that way, and at the same time, look through it. And that is where you'll find a lot of fun, and a lot of enjoyment, a lot of peace and stillness. At the same time, you'll probably also find that that process starts to bring up lots of inner stuff. Lots of things. And those things that it brings up, I've always been there. They might seem new, they might seem fresh, but they've always been there. And if they, if something's coming up in awareness, it, it helps to recognize that it, it was there waiting. And it was already in our lives, and it was already, it already is, or already was, weighing us down. Just in ways that we didn't recognize. We were so used to that weight, that feeling, that belief system. We were so used to the weight that we called it me. We're just, we've, we're so used to it. We've lived so long with it that we've called it me and we don't remember what it's like without it so for all that we can see it's me that's what happens and as we become aware of that turmoil that's a great thing when there's some inner agitation or there's a big upset that's massive it's in the right direction Often what we think is we think it's in the wrong direction. We think there's something wrong with us. We should be more aware. We should be more peaceful. We should be more happy. That's no. (laughs) Because our true nature is already peace and happiness. And whatever's coming up within us is simply something to be aware of. And if we are willing to become aware of something, truly, compassionately, welcome it, become aware of it, and see through it, then... We allow that to lovingly dissolve within the awareness that we are. So whatever's coming up for you is is perfect. It's a beautiful thing to become aware of. It's a great gift. It might not seem that way, and that's okay. And it might feel annoying. It might be really frustrating, and that's also okay. It's all right, as the little popular quote, it's okay to not be okay. At the same time, you don't have to believe it. You don't have to believe that that's what you are. You can welcome it. You can accept it. You can let it be there. And at the same time, you can also look through it, look beyond it. Am I that or am I that which is aware? So, hopefully you enjoyed this. You know, you're already enjoying life as much as you can. You're already doing your best. And regardless of what made sense and what didn't, it doesn't matter. That's not something within our control. Things click when they click. Some things don't click. That's fine. But what happens is we get so upset and we get have so many expectations about ourselves and we say we should be like this, we should be like that, we should be like this, we should be like that. And what happens is they get so they're just so subtle. 
at the start, it might be obvious. Oh, that's an obvious expectation. I want this person to be different. I want them not to be angry at me. But then it starts to get more subtle. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I upset here? Oh, I'm upset because I have an expectation. I have a demand that this isn't how things should be going. I actually have a subtle, subtle desire to control and change the world and make it the way I want it to be or the way, a particular way that I have called my own. And this discovery can be an incredibly fun and liberating thing. Every discovery, every little inkling, every little inkling of awareness is is a beautiful gift, incredible gift and incredibly helpful, more helpful than you may realize, than I may realize. No, very often I have these moments where I'm like, I have no idea what is going on here. Absolutely no clue what's going on here. But there's just this sense that it's far beyond anything that it seems to be. No, and there's still moments, you know, there's the there's the guilt, there's the shame, there's the, am I doing the right thing? Am I should I be making this? Am I this or should I do that instead? And in my experience, what's been happening more recently, especially since the Sedona method retreat thingy, was there's just less of an identification with that thought, with that feeling. Like it's fine if there's a I should be this instead of that. That's fine. That's a thought. Great. The problem starts to begin or the suffering starts when we believe that thought and we say it applies to me. And what's a very fun realization is that it doesn't actually have to be that way. You don't have to buy into any thought. You don't have to believe it just because it (laughs) Uh, thoughts are funny, right? The way they trick us in my experience is by saying I. They start with I. (laughs) And because we're so invested in this I, and because this I is so fragile and it's an illusion, we're just so willing to believe any thought that says I. Because we don't want to challenge that notion. That illusion. That illusion wants to preserve itself, protect itself. And we happily go along with it. So there's all these thoughts and they claim they start with I. I, blah, blah, blah. So we believe them. We're like, oh, I said this, so that I is me. Okay, I, this is my thought. <laughs> In my experience, that's how thoughts trick us. And see, what might happen is we realize things or we hear things like maybe this podcast and you're like, okay, well, what do I do now? What do I do? How do I do it? How do I fix it? But can you also see how wanting to do things, however it might seem, wherever it seems to come from, can you notice how actually wanting to do anything is just another way of trying to fix, change, or manipulate? Can you notice how if there was really a true welcoming and acceptance or warmth, there wouldn't be any desire to change something, do something with what is heard? And understand also that this is a foreign concept or a foreign idea, because we're so used to doing things about everything. But actually, there's nothing you have to do because there's nothing you can do and there's nothing, no one to do it. (laughs) And that's a fun thing that you can discover for yourself by just checking it out. Every time the thought comes up and says, I, just remember or just notice. Notice what happens. If If there is a belief in it, if there's an energizing, if there's an upset about 
something, just notice where it's coming from. Just look deeper. And if you would really like to have some fun, then let go of wanting to get anything out of it. Let go of doing it for a particular reason. Just enjoy it. Just learn from it. Just explore like a true explorer. Explores for the sake of exploring, not for any gain. Just explore for the sake of exploring. Explore for the sake of truth. You'll have so much more fun that way. And at the same time, you'll also gain a lot more. (laughs) That's the paradox. You'll actually get a lot more out of it if you don't want to get anything out of it. And you'll get a lot less out of it if you want to get something out of it. And again, you don't have to believe me. This is something you can verify through your own experiences. It's It can be as excruciating as you'd like it to be. <laughs> if you want it to be that way, sure, why not? Why not give it a twirl? See what it's like. And again, there's nothing wrong with anything. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. The truth doesn't change. Opinions change. Identifications change. But that which we really are doesn't change and that's something that we can discover for ourselves hope you enjoyed this i'll see you in the next one oh fuck